We honor you in this place. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for your presence, for your presence for real makes a difference. Without you, we're just a group of people who gathered, but when you're in the room, it changes everything. So thank you for being in the room. Thank you for calling us together on this day, on purpose, for purpose. Our hearts are open, our minds are ready to receive what you have for us today. Lord, we thank you that the enemy is defeated and you, our great God, you are exalted in this place. We set our minds on you to receive and be made better by your word. Speak to us. Speak to us with one word and let it touch multiple situations. Let it bring clarity where there's confusion, strength where there's weakness, encouragement where there's discouragement. Let it remind us, those of us who have forgotten what you've said about us and those of us who need understanding of what's taking place, let this word do that. Let it cause us to get in alignment with your will. And we'll forever give you praise and glory for the great things you have done. Our wonderful, wonderful Father. Our wonderful, wonderful Father. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Touch every individual that's here from the youngest to the oldest. Let not one person go untouched. Let this word mean something to each of us. And it is my prayer always, God, that we leave better than when we came in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Somebody put your hands together for our great God. Hallelujah. We have several people that are down at the center getting things prepared for those that have signed up to um, be a part of the Christmas fellowship today. Um, they're down there making sure everything is in order. Pastor Kareem, can we give him some love in his absence? Is working uh, down there with them. He had a honeydew list early this morning. So he's off making sure that everything is in place. So we honor Pastor Kareem in his absence. I want to thank God for one of my um, dear, dear classmates. We were great, great friends, um, and so glad to see you, Gerald, in the house today. I love you, and it's good to see you. We go way back, so don't y'all ask him any questions. Don't you answer nothing, okay? Don't you answer anything, but he's my dear, dear friend. A um, lot, a lot of memories with Gerald. Um, we're going to finish what we started on last Sunday. Won't be before you long, just as long as the Spirit says to be. Is that all right? Um, we, if you would, turn to Luke chapter 2. We'll read that again. <clears throat> just have two points that I want to share with you. Luke chapter 2, 41 through 52. Well, I'm so excited about this coming year. And I know in some way, shape, form, or fashion, that's always said at the end of one year. You know, you come up with these cute little sayings for the next year. 
Um, but God is really, really going to cause us to walk in the manifestation of his word on, on next year. I'm so excited. Um, it is the year of uh, vision. As a matter of fact, January is what we're calling our vision month, where we will share with the church some new things God has given us as far as our vision and the direction that we're going. Uh, a lot of um, things, some things will change and be, some things will be implemented and all of that, but we're excited about the coming year. And we'll talk about that the whole month of January. That will be our vision month. Somebody say amen. Excited when God gives vision, seeing new faces um, do the thing that God has called them to and being in their proper place. It, I will forever be uh, an advocate for us doing this together. We're meant to. And God may have called um, Pastor Kareem and myself to pastor or to lead, but we do have the understanding that is not without you that this thing is done. You all help the vision come to pass. So we will forever believe we're meant to do it together. Um, there are things within you that harvest needs. There are ideas and gifts and anointings and all of that, those things that God has given you to make the vision that he set for this house come to pass. So we're excited for those things to be stirred up and to uh, see you all going forth in the things that God has called you. We do believe, uh, as with part of the word today, that part of uh, something that's taking place right now is the stirring up on the inside. There should be a fire brewing on the inside that for some of us, we can't even put words to. You just know that something is changing on the inside of you. You know, there's a new hunger, a new thirst. You don't study the same way you used to. You don't desire the same things you used to. There's a change, a wonderful change that's taking place on the inside of you. And some people around you, excuse me, might not be able to understand and as we spoke about on last week, you've got to be okay with that. Know that God is doing what is necessary, hallelujah, that you might walk in his divine purpose in this coming decade. There are some things, as God said on last Sunday, I'm going to read the scripture, that there are some things, as God said on last week, that cannot go with you. There are some people who cannot transition into this next place with you. It does not mean that they're devils or they're demons or you're above them and they're beneath you. It just means that your time with walking with them, your time of trying to make, oh God have mercy, make something work that will never work because it is not the will of God. You've labored, you've been patient, you've done the thing that God has wanted you to do in that place, in that season, with that person, whatever it is, um, on that job, whatever it is, but God is saying it's time to move. It's time to move. It cannot go with you. There are some things, and we said this, that we're praying and asking the Lord to remove from us. There are some things that we're asking the Lord to uh, sever the connection, and God's word to us was, I already have. You haven't let it go. It has let you go. I've done my part, but you're still holding on to something that I have declared dead. 
have declared it dead, that mindset that you're still trying to hold on to, that relationship that you're still trying to hold on to, that job, that thing, whatever it is that you're still trying to hold on to. Can I tell you this? There are even some things that happen to you in your childhood and in your mind you would say, who in the world would want to hold on to something like abuse? Who in the world would want to hold on to some kind of trauma? Who in the world would do that? But if you're real honest with yourself, without even even realizing it that thing became your safety blanket you held on to it because it kept you in a place I don't know you for whatever reason you kept on to it you, you held on to it there are some of us who have been comfortable having a victim's mentality and whenever God introduces change for some of us that's uncomfortable because we don't have we don't have uh, uh, we don't have the power we don't have uh, the ability to tell God how the change must come and so God will use some things that we've been used to, some things that we've held on to um, for years and years and years. And he will strip that thing from us and it will cause us to see, hallelujah, who we really are in God. And sometimes what we see in the mirror isn't pretty. Because I've used my victim mentality as my cover. It's been my mask. It's been my reason for not going all the way with God. It's been my reason for compromising in my walk. It's been my reason for having a jacked up attitude. It's been my reason for not being faithful to the thing that God has called me to. But he's stripping my excuses away. And he's exposing me for who I really am. And the first person he exposes me to is myself. So let's read. Says, and the child grew and waxed strong with 41 in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Hey, Pastor now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, 43. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back back again to Jerusalem seeking him 46 and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors both hearing them and asking them questions and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers and when they saw him and when they saw him they were amazed and his mother said unto him son why hast thou uh thus dealt with us behold thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing and he said unto them how is it that ye sought me wish ye not that I must be about my father's business and they understood not the saying he spake unto them and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart 52 and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and Man, I want to read one more time. 48. No, I'm sorry, 49. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? And the 
sermon topic is about my father's business. So there are things that God is snatching from us that is literal that are literally forcing us to walk in the will and plan of God. Like I said before, your desires are changing. Your mindset is changing. The things that you hunger and thirst for is changing. It doesn't mean that you didn't have relationship with him before. I've had relationship with him since I surrendered my life to him. I've been a lover of his word since I surrendered my life to him but I can honestly say for myself there's another level hallelujah of revelation that comes when I read his word there's a stirring that happens that causes me to wake up literally out of my sleep and open the word of God he speaks to me in my dreams in a different way he speaks to me as I'm watching a show in a different way however he chooses to manifest himself he will do that for me there's a change that's taking place and I know that I'm not the only one that's taking place and yes you've had to walk through some difficult places to get where you were but I'm so glad that I serve a God who on this side would say everything you faced everything you walked through when you thought you were losing you really were not when you thought you were going down you really were not because everything you faced was necessary every place you walked was necessary yeah the time that you thought about giving up it was necessary the time that your back was pressed against the wall it was necessary because I needed you I already know I the father your creator the one who spoke you into existence I know who you are but I needed this to come to pass that you might know who you are I needed you to be hurt I needed them to walk away I needed you to lose it I needed you to be pressed against the wall I needed you to not have the words to say I needed you to be in isolation I needed you to be lonely I needed you to cry out in the midnight hour because I need you to know who you are your identity is not wrapped in what you can do for me your identity is wrapped in who you are for me Woo! not what you can do I don't care about your gifts I gave them to you but who are you when when you're in the private and your secret places when you're on the phone and having private conversations and when you're on your job and in your car who are you who are who are you for real not the one that shows up on Sunday morning and lift your hands and cry before God and bow before God but who are you in your secret place before I expose you I need to show you you so you can see those places of pride Woo. that can't go into this new place. So you can see the things that you've held on to that can't go into this next place. Don't you know there are some of you who even realize that what you're holding on to is a hindrance. You're not even dumb to the fact. You're not tricked. You're not bamboozled. You know it's a hindrance to your life. Yet you hold on to it because it's what you're used to. <laughs> because it's what you've always done. It's who you've always been. It's the crew you've always rocked with. It's the crew you always rode with. That's your homegirl. That's your homeboy. Come on, we've been friends since I was 12. We've been friends since we were five. Come on, I've always known them to be there. There hasn't been one part of my life where they have not been. But God says, I'm stripping you. 
Lord have mercy, I'm stripping you. So a change, a change, a change is taking place in the believers. There's an unrest that we talked about that's taking place. Jesus, when he said, I must needs be. In actuality, what he was saying was, I've got to be about my, I can't help it. I got to be about my father's business. Uh, here it means like a compulsion. He, he, he didn't have a choice. And for some of us, there's no choice but to walk away from some things. There's no choice but to get up at four and five o'clock in the morning and get on your face before God. There's no choice but to get up and open the word and see what the Lord is trying to say to you. There's no choice but to get up and begin to write in your journal the things that the spirit of the Lord is saying to you there's no choice but to fast hallelujah there's no choice but to pray because I must be about my father's business Woo! it's not a choice for me however I have to walk there I must be about my father's business so there's a transformation that's taking place on the inside and you might not be able to completely put words to it. Hallelujah. But it is the Lord's doing. It is his doing. This change that is taking place on the inside of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. And I don't want to be insensitive because I can sense in the room that for some of you, there are some of us who will shout about the change, but there are some of you who will grieve because of the change. And I feel it in the room. I feel it. Because the people who should have known who Jesus was <laughs> were shocked, amazed at him doing the very thing he was purposed to do in him acting and responding in who he was. The people who should have known, oh, I'm not surprised Jesus sitting here with the scholars breaking down the word and got questions for them that make them scratch their head. This is Jesus, the Messiah. This is Jesus, but they were astonished. What am I saying? There will be some who won't understand where you are. And for some of you that are caused that will cause grief. Mm, 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 mm. I'm talking about real grieving. Hallelujah. There will be some who will look for you in the same place you've always been, but you're not there no more. <laughs> They'll look for you to respond the same way you've always responded, but I'm not that person anymore. They'll look for you to go where you've always gone. Surely she's going to go. Surely he's going to go. But you won't respond the same way you did because that's not in you anymore. And you got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with people not understanding you being about your father's business. You can't allow people to talk you out of what God is calling you into. Amen. So the first thing we go through that God wanted you to understand is transformation, your way of thinking, your desires, all of that. They will change. The next thing he wanted to share with you was you will go, you will be in a place of transition. And that's where you go from one place in the spirit to another place. Jesus went from being their baby boy 
their, their baby, their son, Jesus, to being the Messiah. He wasn't necessarily skipping and throwing rocks and playing hide-and-go-seek and all of that stuff he did as a boy. He was now about his father's business. A transition had taken place. And within you, there's a transition that's taken place. You're moving from one place to another. Y'all get that? I want you to not fight the transition. Don't fight the place God is calling you to. Because what we'll do sometimes is we'll compromise to appease people, but in making sure people are okay, most of the time, we're going against what God says. People, when you, when you set off to please people to make sure people are okay, guess what? You got to keep that up. But when you go into a place that God has called you to, God is obligated to sustain you there. <laughs> That's good news to me. Because sometimes where he calls us to is a difficult place. Come on. Every time you're not skipping through valleys of flowers and skittles and rainbows and unicorns and all of that stuff and picking flowers and smelling them. Sometimes you got to walk through some dry places and it's the place God has called you to. Who else can sustain you in a dry place but God? Who else can keep me when the enemy comes for me like God? So it's important that I transition and that I be in the place. This is good. I be in the place God has called me to when he tells me to be there. If God says be in front of little Caesars at 10.01 a.m. Be in front of little Caesars, 10.01 not 9.59, not 10.02, 10.01. And at 10.01, you're down the street at Shipley's. I'm here, 10.01, I'm ready. Whew. You know, in order to hit up little Caesars now, he's going to have to pass right by me because I ain't got time to make it up there, but I'm right here in front of Shipley's at 10.01. Being in the vicinity ain't going to help you. <laughs> Being among worshipers, Ain't going to do nothing for you. Come on, come on. Going through the motions will do nothing for you. You've got to be where he's called you to be, doing what he's called you to do when he tells you to be there. If not, when the bus comes through, it's going to miss you. You're going to miss it. It's not enough to be in the presence of worshipers if you don't have the heart of a worshiper. If you're not going to surrender your life to him, if you're not going to live for him, I said this last week, if I'm not going to be real about this thing, I might as well go on, twerk it up, be in the club, get lit, all of that stuff. If I'm halfway going to do this, if I'm going to make a mockery of myself and God, I might as well stay in the world and live it up. But there's no way I refuse to sacrifice what I've sacrificed, to endure what I've endured, to lose what I've lost, to walk where I've walked, to have cried the tears that I have and get here and not be real about it because somebody don't like it. You're going to be all right. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with me as long as I'm in agreement with the Father. Every person and everything I need 
is right there with me. Amen? So we got a transition. And we got to understand that everyone won't see it the way we do. But God has chosen you to walk where you walk. And you've got to be in the right place at the right time. Doing the thing that God has called you to. You can't afford to compromise. You can't afford to make sure everybody is in agreement with you. You've got to have the mindset that if I have to do it by myself, I'll do it. If nobody else understands, God, I will still do it. My answer is yes, Lord, to your will. Yes, Lord, to your way. I'll go. I'll do it. I'll become it. I'll say it. I'll go all the way. There has to be your mindset mindset even if you are the only one that sees it you've still got to walk after it amen so the bible says when we seek the kingdom of god above all else and live righteously he will give us everything we need so when i'm about my father's business i have everything i need the last thing and then we're going to prepare to pray last thing i want to share with you is you are experiencing divine timing. I need you to know that you were born in this time, for this time, and at this proper time, at the proper time, you will come forth. Jesus did go with his earthly parents. I love this, that even after they found him in the temple and were astonished at all that he was doing, the answers and the questions that he asked, the Bible says that he did go back with them. <laughs> he didn't go back with his parents. But it also says that Mary never forgot that moment. She never forgot the words that he spoke. She never forgot the things that he did. She never forgot that moment. But I love the fact that even though Jesus knew who he was, Jesus knew, of course, who he was, he still was submitted just put a kickstand right there and take a little quick nap let y'all think on that yeah you're the prophet yeah yeah you're the preacher yeah you're the teacher yeah you got all kind of alphabet behind your name come on yeah yeah you got a hundred thousand degrees good for you doctor good for you doc good for you but are you submitted are you submitted to leadership are you patient enough to trust God for your proper time? Will you still be faithful? I'm only show up if it's my turn to preach. You might well not show up, cuz. I'm only do it if my name is called and if everyone knows I did it. I know God called me to this. I know I'm supposed to be helping with this. But shoot, they don't ever know if I'm there or not anyway. Are you submitted? Not only to leadership, but are you submitted to the thing God has called you to? Are you submitted to God, his authority? Can he trust you with the thing he's called you to work? God's divine timing. But even while waiting, for his proper time to come forth and begin to walk the earth sharing the gospel and sharing the good news and sharing and giving instructions. Even before that, he was about his father's business. Even before he walked in the call, so to speak, 
He was about his father's business. At 12, in the temple, he said, what you looking for me for? Why are you tripping? Because the Bible, the commentary explains it like she came in, like, you had us worried to death. Where were you? We've been looking all over for you. And his response was, why are you looking for me? Why are you tripping? Don't you know that I'm about my father's business? So even before he began to walk, hallelujah, it says it was approximately 18 years before he went forward. But within that time, he wasn't twiddling his thumbs. He was about his father's business even then. Before people knew, he was still about his father's business. And before you take your platform, before you walk in your title and all of that stuff, are you about your father's business? Are you faithfully serving where you are? Are you waiting for your promotion before you get busy? Are you allowing others to dictate whether or not you'll be faithful to the timing of God, patiently awaiting when he calls you forth to the thing that he's placed inside of you? Can we find you working while you're waiting? Can we find you faithful while you're waiting? Dependable while you're waiting? Loyal while you're waiting? Faithful while you're waiting? God's divine timing. And there's a work, there's a process even before you go forth. So we're experiencing transformation. We're experiencing transition, moving from one place in the spirit to another. Transformation, there's a change taking place in me. My desires, my mindset, all those things are changing. I don't find myself doing the same thing that I did. I'm walking away from some things. And we will experience God's divine timing. I want to say this too about divine timing. What will take someone five years to complete, God will do it in you in five days. Divine timing. When we're in the proper place, when we've transitioned and we're in the place that God has called us to, spiritually speaking, God will do a quick work in you. And it will cause people to be amazed. How did they get that? How in the world are they walking through that door? How in the well world are they able to do that? You know, they only have about 30 members. But God to do with that 30 what can't happen with 300. <laughs> I'm excited about that, Brother Phil. Divine timing, being in the proper place so we can experience divine timing. That's God's word to us. So don't fight it, guys. Don't fight the change that you feel taking place. Don't drag your feet. Obey the word of the Lord. Let it go. Let them go. Do whatever is necessary that you might experience the rain that God has promised. Y'all remember the rain? And don't let the fact that it's not your time, quote unquote, to be seen, discourage you from being about your father's business. 
You might be hidden right now, but you're still progressing. Amen.